0: We are looking today at the fact that God does not change. And we are going to be in many, many different passages of Scripture. They are in your notes so that you can follow along with us. Our son Brian had a teacher in high school that was inconsistent. There would be a day when some of the kids in the class would act up and the teacher would just egg them on. And laugh at them and talk about how funny they were and how wonderful it was. The next day they would do the same thing and everybody would get detention. You you just never knew how that teacher was going to react to the exact same thing. That's tough when you don't know how somebody in a position of authority is going to react. You may have had a boss like that. That one day, you know, something happens and they're just as calm and cool. And the next day, something, the same thing happens and they blow their lid and fire everybody, you know. That's not a good situation to be in. And so the reason I tell you that is to tell you God is not like that. God is consistent. God does not change. Imagine if he did. Imagine what it would be like to not know when you started to pray whether God would hear you or not or if he was even paying attention or if he even cared or if you said well lord you know your promise says he's no 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 that promise wasn't for today that's some other promise and, and you didn't know how to react to him because you didn't know how he was going to react cuz he kept changing the rules and kept changing his promises, and kept changing his character, how terrible it would be to try to serve a God like that. And so I am grateful to be able to tell you today, God is a never-changing God. And there are many references to Scripture, and I just put some of them in your notes. If you're watching online, you can download the sermon notes, and the Scriptures will be there for you. First Samuel, chapter 15, verse 29. He who is the glory of Israel does not lie or change his mind, for he is not a human being that he should change his mind. Psalm 102. You remain the same. Your years will never end. Malachi 3. I, the Lord, do not change, so you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. We all know... Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Paul put it this way in one situation. He said, God has delivered me. He is delivering me. And I know he will deliver me. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews chapter 1 quotes from that passage in Psalm 102. You remain the same. James chapter 1. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. The hymn, Abide With Me, has a line in it that is so appropriate for today. Change and decay and all around I see. O thou who changest not, abide with me. God does not change. And a great confidence for those of us who believe the God of the Bible is that no matter how much change we're experiencing in our world, and it seems like things change from one hour to the next, let alone one day to the next, but in the midst of an ever-changing world, we have a never-changing God. Theologians call this characteristics of God immutability. That is to say, he does not change. He is immutable. You can use that in a sentence sometime this week and impress somebody. But here's a working definition of immutability. Aren't you glad I titled the sermon, God Never Changes, rather than the immutability of God. (laughs) The, The immutability means God does not change in his basic character. He never differs from himself. He is always God, does not change in his basic character, never differs from himself. He always is what he is. You could use the word always, you know, to kind of put a parenthesis around what immutable means. Everything that God is, he always is. There are no sometime attributes of God. God is love sometime. No, God is love always. God is a God of grace sometimes. No, God is a God of grace always. God is a God of justice always. God is a God of truth always. Everything he is, he always is. You could break this down a little bit. He is changeless in his person. That is, again, who he is, his nature, his attributes. He is not fickle. Do you ever wonder who she loves me, she loves me not, originated with? You know, who is that person that the poor guy had to pick petals off a flower to find out if she loved him or not? Well, you know, God's not like that. You don't have to go around wondering he loves me, he loves me not. You can trust him. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Everything that God is, he always is. He is the immutable God. He is changeless in his purpose. Hebrews chapter 6, talking about Jesus being the sacrifice for our sins and then being our great high priest, the Hebrew writer says because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose, very clear to the heirs of what was promised. He confirmed it with an oath. He did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it's impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hope of the hope set before us can be greatly Encourage. He's talking about Jesus being our great high priest. And the King James uses the words immutable and immutability in those verses. God said, my purpose is that through Jesus Christ, you can be forgiven of your sins. He is your great high priest. And I want to make sure that you know my purpose is unchanging. You don't have to worry about... If I tell somebody that if they confess their sins, will God forgive them? Yes, he will. By his very nature and his very character, he is changeless in his purpose. That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Today, tomorrow, all the days of our lives. He is changeless in his plan. His plan is... Matthew 28, as you go in your natural contact points with people, make disciples. That's his plan. His plan is one believer tells an unbeliever who becomes a believer who then tells an unbeliever who becomes a believer, and we make disciples as we go through the natural daily travel patterns of our lives that plan doesn't change strategies may how you do it may but his plan is always that we who are redeemed tell those who need to know that god loves them and has a plan for their salvation his truth does not change i I think one of the great and i've told you this before i think one of the the greatest tragedies of the last 18 months has been a total death of trust in pretty much anything and anybody. You don't know who to trust. Uh, I mean, I think most of us have known for a while you shouldn't really trust politicians. Although sometimes you should listen to what they say because sometimes they're going to tell you what they're going to do, and then when you elect them, they do what they said they were going to do. So we shouldn't be surprised. But you know, elections have consequences. But but. There's always been that little distrust of politicians, but now you know we don't know which scientists to trust and which doctors to trust, and if it's no mask or one mask or two masks or you know, and and because the quotation marks truth seems to change from day to day, nobody knows. You know, and and we all feel like Pilate. What is truth? Well, I came by to tell you what is truth. God's Word is truth and it does not change. Heaven and earth shall pass away. My words will never pass away. Psalm 119 Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Now, a lot of people in our society go through a lot of contortions to try to change what God's word says. God's word doesn't change, His truth does not change, His ways do not change. How he relates to us, his character, his nature, how he operates in this world, his ways do not change. However, when I say to you that God does not change, some of you maybe say, but wait a minute, there's some verses in the Bible that indicate that God changed his mind. What do we do about that? So, Buckle on your seatbelts and tighten up your learning helmet and let's dig into this. And I hopefully I won't confuse you. If you're confused now, I won't confuse you any further. <laughs> God never changes, but his relationship to us changes as our relationship to him changes. Uh, I mentioned to you a a couple of weeks ago when we studied God as Spirit that we use anthropomorphisms, that is, human ways and terminology to try to explain God. You know, we know that God hears us. We know He's spirit, and He doesn't have ears, but we talk about the ears of God. You know, we, we know that God is watching us. He's spirit, He doesn't have physical eyes, but we talk about the eyes of God. The same thing is true when we talk about God changing his mind. That's what it appears from our perspective. But what is happening is his relationship is changing based on our relationship with him. I've tried to come up with a couple of illustrations and I even hesitate to try to use them. Because anytime you try to illustrate a a character quality of God, you run the risk of really making it even more confusing because anything is inadequate to try to explain what I'm talking about here. But let's say you've got a water line that comes into your house. It's water, but you have two separate spigots. Do you call them faucets or spigots? You know what I'm talking about. One of them is always hot water. One of them is always cold water. You turn on the hot water faucet, you're going to get hot water. You turn on the cold water faucet, you're going to get cold water. The one you get, the one you experience, will determine where you're standing. If you're standing under the hot water faucet, you're going to get hot water. But if you move, and stand under the cold water faucet, you're going to get cold water. Think of sunshine and shadow. The sun is shining. The sun shines brightly over our home. But I think all of you have been there. We, have, we live in the woods, basically. There's trees everywhere, which means most of our property is in the shade. But the sun is shining. And I can move to the shade or I can move to the sunlight. But the sun is still shining. The sun hasn't changed. What's changed is my relationship to it, whether I'm in the shadow or whether I'm in the sunlight. And so God is a God of love always. But he is also a God of justice. And sin must be punished. And so if I am living in deliberate, willful rebellion against God, I will be experiencing His justice. If I am walking in obedience to Him, I will be experiencing His love and grace and mercy. God is the same. My relationship to Him determines which part of his character I'm experiencing. Have I totally confused you? If I haven't, I'll keep going. (laughs) But there's an illustration of this in the book of Jonah. It's about wicked Nineveh. The Bible says that God told Jonah, I want you to go down and preach to Nineveh because they are wicked people and I am about to wipe them out. They were the enemies of Israel God said to Jonah, go preach to him. I want to give him a chance to repent. Otherwise, I'm going to wipe him out. Jonah, you may remember, runs from God, ultimately ends up in Nineveh, preaches the gospel, and Nineveh repents. And God spares his justice and his judgment. And Jonah is so mad because he did not like the Ninevites. And it was fine with him if God destroyed them. And in Jonah chapter 4, Jonah says to the Lord, this is what I said when I was still in my own country. This is why I didn't want to come to Nineveh, because I knew you are a gracious and compassionate God, and you will be abundant in loving kindness, and you will relent concerning calamity. You know what he said was, I knew you. I knew that you are the immutable God. You never change. And you were going to pour out wrath on those sinners, and I wanted you to do it. And I knew good and well, if I went down there and preached, and they repented, you'd hold your judgment, and I didn't want you to hold your judgment. He's really testifying to the fact that God never changes. His relationship to us changes As our relationship to him changes, we experience different parts of his character depending on where we are in our obedience to him. If we are living a life of disobedience, we are under his judgment. If we are living a life of obedience, we are under his grace and his mercy. In fact, in Jeremiah 18, God prophesied this. He said, if I speak concerning a nation or a kingdom to pull it down or I destroy it, if that nation against which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will relent concerning the calamity I plan to bring on it. He's still the same. His character, his nature has not changed. His character and nature is sin is punished, righteousness is rewarded. How you experience his character is depends on how you are living your life. So it appeared that God changed his mind. But what happened is, those Ninevites moved you know, from the shadow to the sun. And therefore they experienced God's graciousness rather than his judgment. So mull on that, hopefully that will help you if somebody says, oh, wait a minute, God changes his mind. No, you just experience a different part of his never-changing character. So let's wrap up with some practical applications to the fact that God never changes. First, God's word doesn't change. So I can trust it, and I need to obey it. Heaven and earth will pass away. My words will never pass away. I can trust it. I need to obey it. There is never a time when God's word is out of date, It's never a time when God's Word is irrelevant to our lives or to our times. God's Word speaks to us each and every day. His words never pass away. You can trust it, and you need to obey it. Several years ago, before our Sunday morning service, one of the people in our congregation came to me and said, I need to talk to you about something after church. I said, okay. So after church, I approached her, and she says, I don't need to talk to you anymore. She said, I was going to ask you about it, and then she mentioned what she was going to talk to me about, and she said, but but through the service today, God said, you know the Bible talks about what you're supposed to do. You don't really need to talk to Pastor Kent about it. You just need to obey what you know. <laughs> she said, so I don't need to talk to you. you know, God's word is never out of date. You can trust it. Even in 2021, you can trust it, and you need to obey it. Second, God's promises don't change, so I should be consistent in prayer. When you pray, do you quote the promises of God to Him? You say, God, I'm asking for this because of this promise in your word. I think God likes it when we quote Him back to Him and say, God, this is what your word says. And those promises never change. So stay consistent in prayer. Don't stop praying. God's ears are always open to our cry. He never changes. His promises never change. He is never in a bad mood. He is never fickle in how he approaches us. And I think that's part of what makes prayer such a blessing. And 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 I hope that every once in a while you get a little overwhelmed about what prayer is. That we have the opportunity to talk to God and know that he hears us. He welcomes us to come to him. He says, pour out your heart to me. He says, call unto me. I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you don't know. He said, Jesus did, ask and it'll be given you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it'll be opened. When you pray, you never have to worry about, is God interested in what I'm praying about? He longs for us to come to him in prayer. And those promises never change. So keep on praying. Don't give up. Psalm 84:15 says, The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous. His ears are open to their cry. But to go back to what we were just talking about a couple of minutes ago, God's nature does not change. So I need to obey him to enjoy his grace, not endure his wrath. Our relationship with him must be to where we can enjoy his grace and not have to endure his wrath there may be some change that needs to happen in our lives. We may be like the Ninevites, and it's time for us to repent. It's time for us to become obedient to him. What's the first thing that you need to change in order to get under, the old-timers say, get under the spout where the glory comes out? You know, what, what is it that we need to change in our lives so that we can live the life of the fullness of the children of God That he longs for us to know. God never changes. You can count on him. We talked last week about the fact that he's eternal. He's already there tomorrow. He's already in all of your tomorrows. He's waiting on you with what you need for that. He never changes. You can depend on him. You can count on him. He never changes. He is always true To himself. An author put it this way. Yesterday God helped me. Today he'll do the same. How long will this continue? Forever. Praise his name. He is the never changing God. There's an old gospel song that says. In times like these. You need an anchor. Be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips the solid rock and in the midst of all of the change and chaos in our world hang on to the never changing god southern gospel group the kingdom heirs released a song a few months ago called the never changing god and as i was working on this lesson over the last couple of days I, i need to find that song and i found that song and i found the lyrics The uh, link to the song will be in the comment or description section there under the video if you're watching us on YouTube. If you're not watching us on YouTube, you can go to YouTube and look up Never Changing God by the Kingdom Heirs, and you'll hear the song we're getting ready to hear now. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine on you and give you his peace now and evermore. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being here today. God bless you. Go in peace.